Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. To be really or to desire to be selfless itself is selfishness. Is it not? Am I putting it in the right way? The question, huh? Yes. Even to be selfless is selfish. And I should say that is the highest, the biggest selfishness. The one who wants to be selfless is the most selfish man. I agree with you, sure. I want you all to be that selfish. Why? Because that selfishness will never bring unhappiness to you or to anybody. That's it. By that selfishness, you are retaining your peace. To retain your own peace, not to lose it, is selfishness. Yes. But by retaining that peace always in your life, what do you do? You need not do anything, but if you are always contented, if you are always in peace, if people see that peace in you, even your very presence is enough to bring them peace. You need not even go and do anything. In the presence of a peaceful man, everybody will find peace. An enlightened man need not even go out and preach. A light need not go out and tell you that I am light, I am giving you light, please make use of me. No. It is just there, the candle burns, that is all it knows. And we make use of the candle. The sun shines, the sun never sends invitation, well here I am shining, come on make use of me. No. It just shines and we make use of it. That is how the prophets, the sages and saints lived. They never went out even to say that here I am a sage, realized man, come on, I will give you something. No. They were just there. The very presence helped thousands and millions. They became the source of peace and joy to the whole world. So that selfishness is wanted. All can be that selfish. If due to that selfishness I become selfless, I won't try to grab anybody's property. I don't try to 
harm anybody because out of selfishness we wage wars we tell lies we steal others property we hurt others feeling otherwise what should we do we don't create enemies we don't harm anybody so at least by being that selfish people are saved from your botheration they are not harmed they are not afraid of you abhayam sattva samsuddhi says the scripture abhayam a realized person need not be cannot be a terror cannot bring fear to anybody bhayam means fear abhayam means fearlessness neither he be fearless i mean fearful or the others frightened of him so that sort of selfishness is wanting by such people the whole world will be benefited why you get that point only when you realize that by being self selfish you did not gain the permanent peace you did not retain the peace and joy always by being selfish you get involved in you get hardships you get difficulties you get suffering sorrow from that you learn to want to be selfish selfless so the want comes in that's it that is where the nature teaches us even the nature creates us that want even if we do not want our connections with the nature directly or indirectly teaches us because everything ultimately tries to bind us we are tired of everything even a man who amasses wealth ultimately is tired as a what is this i have money 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 everywhere but what am i to do i seem to be bothered about this i don't know what to do with this there are many people who have lot of money but they are they are worried about that they are not really happy with that money so things indirectly bind us that wrong so we lose interest in that in the beginning we seem to enjoy things so we go after there is a breaking point then that is the way of the nature how it teaches us that's why we call the mother nature the mother trains the children by giving proper experiences 
The nature will not give the same interest and same joy always. After some time, it tells you, well, there is a limitation, you can't go any further. You will be disgusted with that. Why? Because you expect the joy from those things, and which is not true. So the nature tells you. I say, don't just go on involving yourself. Instead of getting involved, evolve. Raise above. That is the nature's way. Yes, sir. Motivation? Well, actually we were talking about that, I think, motivation. That is, what we aim, what, do, what is our motive behind our actions? Because all our actions have a motive behind. And if the motive is a selfless one, because without a motive, there is no action. It's, a, it's only a, in a different term, we call it motivation. The reason why you do, when you want to do something, you ask, why I want to do? What is the motive behind? Well, I am doing it for the sake of somebody to bring good to somebody, to bring joy to somebody. Then you ask, do you expect anything in return? No, I don't want anything in return. Then, it's a good act, fine, go ahead. But if the answer says, no, I think I, I of course, uh, why not? They can appreciate and they can say, wonderful. When I do that, they can at least say thanks to you, to me, or they can even send a letter of appreciation. Then your motive is a little dangerous. Well, actually, there's nothing wrong in expecting an appreciation. But there is something wrong. Why? If by any chance they fail to appreciate, oh my dear mind, how happy you will be. Will you be okay? Oh, how can they be like that? After having taken all my services, they should appreciate, they should at least thank me. Otherwise, I won't call them normal human beings. If your mind tells you that, tell that mind, see? You are expecting the appreciation, and if you fail to get that, you will call them animals. In the it's not. So, what makes the other people animal? Your expectation. If you don't expect them, you leave them alone. 
So even that expectation is a selfish one. So one must be very, very careful about the motivation. It's not that what you do is important, but why you do. Your action may appear to be very holy, very nice and sacrificial one. You may cheat others. You may make others believe that you are doing all wonderful job. It's all for the sake of others. You can act very well, but you can't cheat your own conscience. So the motive must be pure. And again, why? Why should not be personal, should not be selfish? for your own sake again. Because by expecting anything in return, there is always an opportunity, a chance of your losing your peace. So put it in a different way, by expecting you are making an appointment. Your appointment is to get the appreciation to get the applause, to get a thanks. That is your appointment. And if it doesn't come to you, you get disappointment. What is the cause of your disappointment? It is your appointment. Yes, you made the appointment and you made the disappointment. So don't make appointments and don't get disappointments. That is where we should be very careful in our motives. If you, are, if you don't care to be disappointed, please for heaven's sake don't make any appointments. You make appointments and you blame others. If we do not make any appointments, if we do not have any personal motive, there is no reason for us to blame others. Even, even in my uh, work, I see this very often. Sometimes I blame the students. I say, you did not do that, you did not do that well, what is this, is this the way to do? Then I ask myself, why did you blame? Oh, you made appointment. You expected him to be good, to do this very well, and you failed to see that. So you are blaming him. Then I ask the question, so, is it a mistake? Should I not do that? I analyze myself very often. Then ultimately I come, well, I am blaming him for, not for my sake. I am trying to make him realize where he missed. It is to correct him. It is to put him in the right road, because that's my duty. He has given himself in my hands to do that job. 
If I don't clean the cloth very well, I have no business to call myself a laundry man. If I want to do the laundry well, I may have to use a little rough hand. Otherwise, I say, well, sir, I can't be rough with the cloth. You take it away. You give it to somebody. I don't want to take the responsibility, I can say. So when I come with this answer, I say, oh, all right. So there's no harm in finding. But still at the same time, even though I show outside as if I am disappointed with the person, I am not really disappointed. Sometimes I may, oh, I am completely thoroughly disappointed with you. I am really very unhappy with your work. I say that, but it's, uh, I should not have said that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I withdraw it. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, uh, our business secrets come out. Huh? <laughs> no, I, I really get disappointed very often. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.